Hello and welcome to Books and Stuff I Like, where each week we discuss books and stuff I like. This week we've got The Goalie's Anxiety at the Penalty Kick by Peter Hankey and Book 5 of the DMZ series. It's the last one. Stick with us. Okay, just to put it out there, Peter Hankey, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I never know, um, but we will get to that when the time is right to get to that. We want to talk about the week in review, and first I want to apologize. There is a thunderstorm um, going on around me. I, I I live in a place with a roof, so... Luckily, I'm not getting wet, but if you hear thunder, what's nicer than a fall thunderstorm? We're in the rainy season. Temperatures are changing. That's a nice thing. Um, there's been certain years of my life. I, I, I remember one um, pretty vividly when... One day it was summer, 83 degrees and sunny, and then a thunderstorm came and fall started. It was just that quick, quick and easy. The, the temperatures never bounced back. Um, that's kind of neat. I, I'm lucky to live in an area with marked seasons. Um, the big thing that you hear young people say, especially, I used to be a terrible English teacher, and a lot of the young people would say, I'm going to grow up and, and get my degree and move south because I don't like the cold. Well, I mean, that's, that's fine and everything. We, nobody likes the cold. Nobody likes the heat of summer either. It's the seasons we like, the change, the anticipation, um... It's just a fresh little restart we get to experience every three months. How nice is that? We've got a lot of stuff going on in the world, and a lot of us are pretty frustrated um, from it and because of it. Um, frustrated, disappointed, there's just a, and, and tired of it, and that's... Golly, remember when this was all going to go away in June, when when the sun came out? That did not happen. Um, we'll see how things are looking in a few months. We're, we're probably all set for for a few rocky months, both, both Rona-related, politics-related, weather-related. I mean, fall's, fall's fun until it gets you know, wet and gray fall. Everyone likes brisk and and colorful fall, but we don't think a lot about November. I kind of like November. Um, but I've been on a hunt to find like old protest-y songs. I think it started the the last last time we talked, I talked about um Mexicali Blues, just briefly, because I was going on and on about how good of a show The Sopranos is, was, is, whatever you want to call it. What a great show. Um, and uh, Grateful Dead had some covers of folk songs and some songs of their own that were um, 
protest related. I'm thinking Cumberland Blues, a song about being a, a minor. I want to find some more of that. One one contemporary song I've been listening to a lot this week. I've, I've known of this song for a long time. It's called The Lowly Carpenter by Mischief Brew. Mischief Brew is a weird band. They're, they're a folk punk band. Um, but they're really like, uh, like you're afraid when you listen to their music that they're going to summon some you know, spirits or demons that they're really kind of, kind of mystically and monstery and, uh, you know, demons coming out of the woods and crap like that. It's weird. I, I like some of it, uh, but their song, The Lowly Carpenter is really, I, it, it, it has a, has a Irish drinking song feel to it. A lot of their songs do. Um, it's just about, you know, labor, the power of, of labor when labor is united. So there's a, there's a protest strike, um, labor song. I'm, I'm going to continue exploring as much of, of this kind of genre as I can. And I will keep everybody posted about it. I I have some ideas for where I'm going to continue with this. So you best believe you will stay informed. So, as as noted, the sow or so, whatever kind of farming you are into for this week, is The Lowly Carpenter by a band called Mischief Brew. All right, all right, all right. If we go back to four years ago, um, almost exactly four years ago, uh... I may have kind of mentioned this before. I think I have. I, I mention it every chance I get. The Cubs won the World Series. Remember that? Cubs won the World Series. Donald Trump obviously won the presidential election. I just can't get over this. Never, ever forget that Bob Dylan won the Nobel Prize in Literature. What was going on in 2016? What was going on in everyone's brains in the 2016? I don't know how anyone let the Cubs win the World Series. Uh, I mean, that's on Cleveland. Um, I don't know how anyone let Trump become president. That's indirectly on Cleveland, too, I suppose. Um, And then just, I mean, I guess we got to blame... Europe. I don't know who who decides the Nobel Prize. I know it's a whole big thing, but Bob Dylan won the Nobel Prize in literature. In in literature, I would I'd be fine with. I don't know how I feel about that. What a weird time. We should have known then. I I guess we kind of did know then that that twenty twenty was going to be such a fiasco. But you know, Bob Dylan won the Nobel Prize in in literature, then I'm sure in 2017, someone won it as well. 2018 started to get weird because some kind of controversy was going on with the Nobel folks where they, it it was something that had to do with, with a, a me too thing. Um, and, and we shouldn't call them a, a me too thing. Um, somebody on the committee broke the law or, showed that he was a terrible human being. 
I'm not quite sure what happened. Um, didn't bother looking that up. But there, there was like a break in the Nobel Prize, um, either in 2018 or 2019. So the, the next time it came around, they named two Nobel Prize winners. I, I think I have that all right. I, I'm sorry I didn't do my homework. Um, regardless... For 2019, the Nobel Prize winner was Peter Hanke. He's Austrian. Yeah, he was born in Austria. I think he lives in France now. Um, he is was born in 1942. What a time to be born in Austria! I don't. I don't even know if Austria existed then. Again, didn't do my homework. Um, what have you? So he is what. 780? Yeah, almost 80. There we go. Almost 80 years old. Um, and he won the Nobel Prize in 2019. I don't know if he won that in 2019 or, you, you know, the, the prize was was given to him, gotten to him in, in 2019, but um, that's when he received the prize was immediately met with controversy, and I forgot this. Remember, long-time listeners will know, um, I, I'm trying to read all of the uh, prize winners for 2019, and then next year I'll read them all for 20. Um, I have a, the, the National Book Award winner I'll be discussing next week. Really liked that book. Did not get good reviews. I liked it. Um, but I started with Peter Hanke, the Nobel Prize. Now, I, I've gotten in trouble in the past, I'm, I'm sure. I can't think of a specific instance. The Nobel Prize for Literature is given to an author author, or Bob Dylan, um, not for a specific work, just for like a, the culmination of a lifetime uh, of work, I, I suppose. Um, so I would like to read other of Peter Hanke's books, um, but I am not in any huge hurry to do so. I started with the goalie's anxiety at the penalty kick. Peter Hanke has been a prolific writer in the last, you know, 50-ish years. Um, plays and, and I think there's some nonfiction and fiction and, and screenplays for movies. The goalie's anxiety at the penalty kick was his first, um, we'll call this a novel just for this couple sentences. His first novel translated into English. I thought that was a good place to start. Has a fun title, the goalie's anxiety at the penalty kick. That's, you know, what's, what's going on there. Um, it's a novella. The edition I have is just about 130 pages long. I read it in just a couple days. Really good book. Peter Hanke, listed as the Nobel Prize laureate, was immediately met with controversy. Not because he had never written a book, as was the case with Bob Dylan. Um, but he said some questionable and depending on how how um close you are to the actual story some downright offensive things concerning uh whatever the mess was in eastern europe um southeastern europe i guess you'd say serbia yugoslavia 
I, I know zero about this, but um, it sounds like there probably definitely was a genocide that went on um, during that time, and Hankey has denied it, said offensive things about it, um, apologize, uh, apologize on the wrong side of the apologies, um, just did some some not great things in that respect. And from the little bit I've looked into that, um, people, you know, nobody's denying the greatness of his writing. And we're in the, um, we're in the really troubling aspects now obviously those kind of statements didn't prevent him from getting the highest achievement one can receive in literature, but should it stop people from buying and reading his work and kind of the the little bit i found says no but we have to recognize that that saying these kind of things you really need to question the character of the person so fair enough peter hankey very well may be just a terrible human being the goalie goalie's anxiety at the penalty kick had to have been written by somebody who might not be the greatest human being. What a disturbing, icky, weirdly icky book. This is, okay, so I figured it out. And this is one of these great times when I'm glad that I I have a platform where I talk for 20 straight minutes once a week about crap I've read. The goalie's anxiety at the penalty kick is like Raymond Carver and Albert Camus had a little terrible baby who wrote little terrible, short, awful books. It's it's unsettling in a weird way. It's one of those like you you feel like you have to take a shower. So the the premise of the book, and this isn't going to ruin anything, there's just this guy. He's probably in his 30s or 40s. He's an ex-soccer player. On the first page, he gets fired from his construction job. By the fifth page, he has met a... um, Not met, he stalked a uh, movie theater ticket taker, cashier person. Had a one-night stand, strangled her, and she's murdered. Just kind of did that... In, in a very unfeeling, mechanical way. So there's the Albert Camus. And then he travels to this um, border town. So I, I, I'm thinking Austria, somewhere over there. And he kind of lives in this border town because he used to date the owner of a bar there. And he's hiding out. And the book takes place with his, the the few days he spends there as, you know, the, he looks at the papers, they discover the murder, um, they get some leads on the murder. That's pretty much it. In this border town, a young, deaf child has just um, disappeared, and they're looking for the the missing child too as the short novel continues we see that this main character is kind of losing his grip with what's real and what isn't 
And then, you, you know, of course, the, the sanity of this character isn't, isn't right. Um, it has that strange tinted bleakness of Raymond Carver with the mechanical psychopathedness of an Albert Camus. And when you're reading it, it's very engaging, but it's just, there's something, there's something extra in the somberness about it, in the dinginess, in this main character's unfeeling, slow fall into insanity. I don't know. Um, I can definitely see why somebody would recognize this as some kind of great literature. I question it too, because this wasn't written in English, so it would be very hard and and a very good job by the translator um, to translate this emotion into another language, because it's something you can't quite put your finger on. So, I finished this book. I haven't exactly, um, or exactly, I, I haven't bought any other books by him yet. I'm, I'm going to keep him in mind. Um, I have no shortage of things I want to read right now. So I'm not in the position to just buy, buy new books that's going to overwhelm me. But if the rest of his writing is like this, I, I get it. This is um, this is something people into the literature scene, as as I'm, I would only assume that you are, would want to be reading. Um, it's unfortunate that the author has said whatever he said uh, about you know something as serious as a genocide. Um, but art like this can't can't just disappear. So the goalie's anxiety at the penalty kick, I don't know how I feel about it, but I strongly recommend it. And back to the comic scene, I'm going to be reading fewer comics um, in the coming months. Or, or not fewer comics, I'm just going to be reading them more slowly. I've, I've got a new reading strategy, maybe I'll explain it. You know, we... I, I like to live by rules, and I like rules to apply even to my hobbies. I don't know. As long as you don't let it consume what you're doing, it's fine. But DMZ Book 5, the last book of the DMZ series. I don't know how many issues it ran. I know I've talked about this before. Um, let's find the, just for ease of access for all of you, in case you don't remember... Um, episode 26 that aired on, on July 22nd, I talked about the DMZ book four. I, I think that was my, my first introduction to DMZ. I have mixed feelings about this. I, I was really excited for what it could have been, what I thought it was going to be. Uh, the story of the, uh, uh, the new American civil war that kind of culminates over a no man's land in the city of New York. Um, and it wasn't quite what I expected it to be. It it focused on a reporter, Maddie Roth. Um, had some fun storylines. It gained momentum as it went along. So book five, I kind of had m- mixed feelings. 
on the one hand, I was ready to be done with the series, and on the other, I was I was just starting to enjoy the this series. So what are you going to do? Book five wraps it up. That's all it could have done. You know, there there's one kind of storyline at the beginning, and then it goes to wrap it up. It didn't quite end how I expected it to. I don't know what I was expecting because I've been wrong about every aspect of this book as I've I've read it. But, you know, the, the whole series taken as a whole, I, I think if you're an avid uh, comic reader and you haven't gotten to this, um, maybe it would be something to add to your list. It's, it's definitely worth the time to read. If you're not a comic reader um, or you're, you're just getting into it, I would put this off. There are much better things a person could be reading. Um, one, one, I think big perk of this series is they used a lot of guest artists that made it really fun to see the different interpretations of the style and the characters and the, the mood. That was neat. They did that a lot. Um, that has to be hard to do to find the artist, to give up your ego, those sorts of things. Um, big props to the series for that. But, um, you know, it, it had some neat storylines. I think it tried to be too much. Thought, maybe it thought it was um, more than it was. It could have used some some humbleness there. But, uh, I mean, people like me liked it, and that's great. So, the DMZ Book 5. Definitely something you can read if you want to read that is going to just about do it for Basil this week. As always, I'm on Reddit, Gmail, uh, Twitter. Reach out. It has been a pleasure basiling with you. I like books and stuff, and I hope you do too.